Hey everybody, welcome to the Pro Wrestling Times Podcast. This is episode number 21, my favorite number. Uh, I am joined uh, for this episode by my good friend, uh, John Ugaldi. John, say what's up. What's up, what's up, what's up. And we are recapping All Elite Wrestling's one year anniversary. John busts out the cake and everything. Thank you for being such a gracious host, dude. Yeah, absolutely, man. The enchiladas um, were fire. Oh, dude, seriously. That's that's one of my specialties. Um, love cook-offs, and I love cooking for everybody. So that's to me, it's nothing. It's just like sleeping. <laughs> we need to do it anyway, so why not? Yeah, while you were making magic in the kitchen and you are bouncing around, you were telling me, like, make notes of stuff. So I'll get to those <laughs> as soon as I get due. Uh, the first thing that came to mind, uh, this has nothing to do with AEW, it has to do with uh, Raw and SmackDown, specifically the tag team champions of each brand doing a title exchange. How come you wanted to talk about this? Um, for me, as a long time wrestling fan, going back to the golden ages, or golden era, um, I put the tag team titles in a whole other um, respect of the, the the lineages behind it and the legacy to me those titles scream uh, it, it's just it's just a ground that has never been crossed before now you know granted with big gold um, being introduced after the, the passing of WCW and the Universal Championship, you know, that's those, you know, those two titles, it's like, okay, I can see that happening, but the exchanging of the titles, um, it's always been one of those like, what ifs, and we finally got to see it. And I, I didn't know how to respond to that at first, because it's just, it's just a, a, a real true passing of the torch. And to see both tag teams respectively turn, you know, hand those titles over and to to their respective brand, um, man, you want to you want to talk about uh, 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 etching the history that right there, people are going to really remember 10, 15, 20 years down the road. Like, hey, do you remember that time? Yeah, it, for me, it just was. It was epic. It was, a, it was a dream come true. It was one of the bucket lists that I in wrestling that I thought I'd never see. And um, believe me, I've got to see a lot, and especially live. That was one of them that I wanted to see, and I actually got to see it. So for me, it was really cool to see that. Yeah, as it currently stands right now. I'll have to um, bring this point later on and save it for the couple questions at the end of this uh, pod. But um, I really thought they were gonna unify them <laughs> and like oh, have them yeah. have them float like uh, oh yeah like the WCW and all that well like, not like the women's tag titles oh the way Shayna and Nia could travel to each show I oh, thought they would do that but yes not the way I thought it was gonna go but oh, that would have been a good one let's get to brass tacks we're here to talk about dynamite one year what do you think wow what, are there like maybe two or three moments or matches that stand out to you a lot um. You can see a night and day difference because we actually had NXT on one screen. Which I was keeping track of, but with no sound. <laughs> yes. And then AEW. Um, 
uh, of course I was zooming zooming in and around the the house, but I could still hear and see the matches as I as I was carrying on uh, what I needed to do. But you can tell these guys put all of their charisma, their their soul, their passion, their love for this business that we all genuinely love and you can see it through these matches. Um, the fact that they pulled off the moves, especially during that Cody match, like dude, they had Orange Cassidy and Cody wrote as JR would say, um, you know, they're the writers of the music and JR, Excalibur, and um, Tony are just the lyrics. In this case, uh, they both told a story that needed no lyrics. It was just a symphony of uh, action-packed, um, unscripted, and you could just totally tell. In my years of watching wrestling, this undoubtedly was a really good match that I can't wait to see the rematch in two weeks. That that and and not only that to see the tag team, you know, the the match to open up the tag team match. Wow, I mean, lots and lots and lots of takeaways, and I won't I don't want to cut into any of it yet. But bar none, you can just tell these guys really really honed in their craft and really wanted to put something out there. Even if they're, even if they had the, you know, passerby, uh, you know, oh, you know, I, hey, wait a minute, wrestling's on tonight. Let me check this out. You know, I know there's a one-year anniversary. They've been advertising it forever and a day. Let me take a look into this. They also get a giant bump from the NBA. Absolutely, absolutely. And it never happened this year, but probably in 2021, this little thing called March Madness will be promoting AEW. Yeah. Yeah, good point. Because it's all the same network. It's all Turner. Absolutely. And see, I think that's where, you know, AEW is just going to win not only the ratings, but win the fans over and show, hey, there is another side of wrestling that is really, truly unscripted. And I know as fans, we gravitate towards being like frustrated or complaining about something we love. We're like Star Wars fans where it can't match up to what we saw when we were children. But to see AEW on a platform like TNT or like Friday Night Smackdown is on freaking Fox with like football and stuff. That's crazy to see like how blessed we are as like wrestling fans right now in this day and age. Absolutely. And to have two awesome companies go head to head with each other is pretty, pretty fun. Absolutely. It's nothing. It's pretty minuscule compared to like 20 years ago with the Monday Night Wars. Oh, absolutely. Speaking of which, uh, the question that was posed this week, um, uh, Arn Anderson uh, with Conrad Thompson and um, the question was what if the match actually happened during the Monday Night Wars with Eric Bischoff and Vince McMahon going down at Slamboree who who would really be on top and without even hesitating Arn Anderson said the fans the fans would win and that's how I feel right now this they always say and it's so cliche but honestly in the last year this is really the second coming of this is the 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 time to really watch wrestling because both brands are putting on their best because they want to 
be that next level. And tonight was no different than what they've been from day one with AEW. Yeah, and right now I'm just realizing that the reason why you brought up uh, Cody and Orange first was because that was probably the first match you got to see. <laughs> you guys <laughs> yeah, were busy. Sit down. So, well, I guess with, we'll go in order of the show, but I'll just get your thoughts on like whatever team it is because you weren't able to really watch. Right. But uh, FTR defended the tag titles against the best friends, who I love. I gave them a shout-out after that street fight. I've gained so much respect from that street fight with Proud oh, and Powerful man. between Chucky and uh, Trent. Oh, man. What a match that alone was. I mean, people are still buzzing about that match. And it, it set a whole new bar uh, to what the young talent that's out there today can do. And I truly believe that just setting that platform alone, there's bigger, better things to come down the road. Um, this match tonight, again, buzzing in and out, listening to the bumps and listening to the outcome. Uh, and I'm, I am, I do intend to go back in and, and watch these first couple matches, but from what I heard and what I saw, um, very impressed both, both tag teams, you know, they just, they have that it factor. They have the ability to tell the story without really having to oversell the story. Yeah, I got to see parts of this match. Uh, it was the next tag team match that I was in and out of because I was trying to get um, all the guys to sign that card. Oh, wow. Well, thank you. And that's why I was trying to distract you in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Like, so, John, how no, have you been? No <laughs> Don't need clue. to go in there at all? <laughs> wow. Okay, I got you. Um, but uh, Miro and Kip Sabian. Miro, don't call me Rusev. Uh, and Kip Sabian got the win over uh, Lee Johnson and Sean Maluda. And we've seen Sean Maluda... Uh, he did a couple cups of coffee in NXT. But uh, their match, after they got the win, um, there was a spot in the FTR Best Friends match where um, one of the best friends got thrown into their arcade machine and destroyed it. Oh. And um, Miro says, Good friends, <laughs> you break my shit, <laughs> game over. <laughs> <laughs> They're really like leaning into the Twitch thing and with Rusev being uh, Bulgarian and stuff with his accent. I just think this dude's a star. I don't know why he's being paired with Kit, but um, see where it goes first, really. Because yeah. he just debuted, like, what, a month ago? Yeah, he did. Or three um, weeks ago. I think it's a good mouthpiece, if anything, for Mero to get out there and make a name for himself. Um, I like the pairing. Um, I personally have had uh, really good conversations with Kip and... Um, Jimmy Havoc, in fact, and Jimmy Havoc and Kip are roommates, and they both told some really good stories, so I have a lot of respect for Kip, so for the fact that he's getting as much TV time as he is, kudos to him, man, soak it up, just get in, and honestly, Miro has a lot to bring to the table, so this would be a golden opportunity for Kip to sit down under that learning tree and learn from one of the best. Um... I'm trying to remember his run as Rusev in WWE. Has he ever gotten like a world title match? I don't think he's ever gotten one. No, he it's was. like um, what's his name too? Uh, someone else who I think should get a world title match, Cesaro. Oh my gosh, those two really cool. deserve to like have at least oh. one title match in their whole career. They're absolutely, absolutely. Um, Rusev, I mean, Mero. There's either way, the man can definitely tell a story in the ring, and I have met him personally and 
thick dude. He is. <laughs> when, when he threw when he when he threw his uh, accent, uh, you know, away for a second and was real with me, just because it was he and I, and I knew he bought a home down in Tennessee, and I thought it was so cool because I knew the realtor who sold him the house, and so um, I brought that up to him on a one on one, and he looked up at me like. I was his best friend at that moment and it was such a good look and I was it sent chills up my spine but the man like just broke character and was straight real with me and we had a really good conversation about his you know future with in living in Tennessee with his wife Lana uh, and it was just really cool it was a really cool moment yeah I'm really sad we didn't get to see him because we were supposed to get like uh, I think it was like him versus Dolph Ziggler. Oh, yeah. Russ. But instead we got, like, Tyler Breeze. That was, like, a house show, like, five years ago. Russiv. Yeah. <laughs> when they called him Russiv. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. We're going to get Miro and uh, Kit versus the best friends. And um, that one should be a really good match. Uh, after that, we had a backstage segment. A couple of them, really, with Archer and Moxley beating the shit out of each other. Yeah, that was... Um, if they wanted to really add that little what if or a twist or a swerve that was a really good time to do it um, I actually was fearful for John because those blows alone Archer is a big huge man and if it was me I wouldn't stand there I'd be I'd be dead <laughs> yeah I'd have my chest caved in yeah easily <clears throat> After this, we had uh, MJF, Maxwell Jacob Friedman, Chris Jericho, the Inner Circle, their segment. You pretty much got to listen to this, too? Yep, yep. Yeah. But they uh, they made this big deal about MJF joining, but he didn't join. We're going to get a one-on-one -on -one match for a steak dinner. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Like, here it is again. Chris Jericho. This is You can just tell this is Jericho hands-on like he's like i got this idea and i could see him selling this to to, to to tony khan and just you know in a way ribbing the boys but at the same time he's like look take this seriously because this one's really going to get out there and i mean he got the uh mimosa match over uh the man can sell i mean Look what look at he did in WCW WWE, and then to to bring it full circle with AEW, and the way that he conducts himself. I mean, just one little line, a little bit more of the bubbly. The man is selling action figures. I bought said bubbly. <laughs> <laughs> and I bought the action figures, one to open and one to just display. So for me, it's it's like the man is just pure genius I, I I just don't see him doing something that he wouldn't put a lot of thought into so for the fact that he is going to pull this one off I can't wait I really cannot wait yeah and great job like he looks amazing holy cow the man got himself together I was a little worried about him I think everybody was there always constantly <laughs> making dad jokes there's that one oh, picture yeah. of him in New Japan yeah Oh, and I was like, man, about... some people would kill to, like, look at least that in shape if they're his age. Yeah, exactly. So give him props. Yeah. 
dude is working it, so sell, sell, sell. All right. We got uh, the TNT title match, which we just spoke about, or spoken about. Cody, back to being blonde. Oh, man. Yeah, uh, I like him blonde. I mean, don't get me wrong. He's... He and Blade, because I totally thought with the blonde hair, or dyeing his hair back, I thought, like, I was like, yeah, this guy's totally going to bleed tonight. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, uh, maybe a tip of the cap to his up-and-comings when he was... Dusty, or I'm so sorry, when he was Cody Rhodes and in WWE during that dark era, and he had the mustache going. That's really, truly all he was missing. Oh, Sandow? Yeah, yeah, and he just, you know, he was just, that's all he was really missing, and he had to turn to the dark side, and so it only makes sense for him to dye his hair. And, um, Dude, that, I remember when he was dashing Cody Rhodes. Dashing love, <laughs> And then he had the mask. Dashing, oh had his face broken by Rey Mysterio. Oh, and then the paper bag. And yeah, <laughs> dude, I got that. He got that all over. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. And I, I actually mentioned that to him. I said, uh, when I, when I walked up to him and I greeted him with dashing, <laughs> and he just gives me the shitty grin. And dude was just full of energy. Great guy. Oh man, you yeah. can tell he's just a giant fan of the business, and it goes back to um that dog collar match oh absolutely He's, he is dusty's son yeah and then you see uh good old uh greg valentine sitting there in the crowd and i was like wow that's that's the icing on the cake right there yeah that was really cool also during this match which kind of foreshadowed that i i was like cody's gonna win because they showed darby allen or allen chilling in the rafters like sting yeah. not really the rafters the higher bowl area of the football field our Daly's place, I mean. But Darby is chilling there, and then they, uh, in the middle of the match, they said Darby Allen's going to challenge the winner. And how does Darby Allen versus Orange Cassidy sound on a pay-per-view? Oof. See, exactly. Then yeah. I was like, yeah, Cody's going to win this. Yeah, that's a good call. I mean, it would be... I was like, wait until the match is over before you announce that. Well, yeah, and here's the thing, too. Now you, okay, you fast-forward. Um, they're going to have a rematch in two weeks because, you know they didn't get to the actual they the time yeah, time limit. yeah yeah however think about it like this what if what if they decided to play hot potato with that title i have no problem with same that. it's the tv title it's the tv title why not why not give that belt you know that that up and coming that it should represent and darby might be the one that's gonna win it then it would be sweet man i'm all for it you know i i still i still believe to this day that match between sunny kiss and cody rhodes uh sunny should have got the title i was rooting for the guy i mean it was scorpio sky too oh my gosh i agree man there's so much that these guys again put into these matches and they don't really need to have you know all these writers and what the other guys do but still like they 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 all get on the same page and they tell the story in that ring and it is just out of this world and i just sincerely look forward to the tv title matches now the tnt title match it's just it's one of my favorites two guys i could easily see holding that title too they're in that um AEW world title eliminator tournament pentagon and phoenix could easily hold the, ten oh, or the tnt title yeah, uh, you know, not since the AAA, uh, since, you know, uh, Lucha Brothers have had 
you know, gold around their waist, but it would be cumbersome to see either one have that that gold wrapped around their waist and they look perfect. Just, ugh. I agree so much. Um, we also got a Matt Hardy sighting, who's 100% healthy, clear to wrestle. Uh, shout out to his family. Uh, his kids' names are awesome. Was it Maxell, uh, Wolfgang, Bartholomew? <laughs> yeah. And kind of the went, matriarch of it all, Rebby Hardy, were all in the crowd. Yeah, kind of went that whole um, classic, like, paying homage to the the uh, conductors of the past and tip to the cap, I guess. But that's that's cool. I, I dig it. I really dig it. Yeah, and at first I was like, with the uh, MJF and Jericho segment with the Inner Circle and the way uh, MJF was being towards Sammy Guevara with the whole jacket deal, yeah. I was like, are they trying to turn him face? And then during this segment uh, with Matt Hardy, Sammy Guevara's still going to be a bad guy for at least this program. I dig it. Um, Sammy Guevara, the Spanish God. So I... things cursed, dude. I saw the thing all out and I was like, oh my God, that was gnarly. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm a Sammy Guevara fan. I, I know he had his little whatnot that happened earlier this year, um, or not too long ago. But I see, learn. yeah, I see four pillars that are going to carry, or that are, that'll be um, all elites' next big things. And the four pillars are MJF, Sammy Guevara, Darby Allen, and uh, Jungle Boy. Oh, without question, dude. That's really good. I like that. All right, we also had the four-way number one contender tag team. Match announced for next week. Uh, Private Party is going to be in it. The Dark Order, uh, Alex Silver and John Reynolds, The Butcher and the Blade, and The Young Bucks. This has Young Bucks winning all over it and challenging FTR at full gear. Yeah. Um, I was kind of. I can't buy them as heels. <laughs> no, and, and they're they're just it's trying to fit the old what is it the old square and the pig. You know, it's just... It's, it's, for me, it's like too meta. It's like trying to make Deadpool a villain. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I agree. It's it's not working for me. And uh, I don't know. I guess I've just been watching Bucks, Bucks matches so long. It just... I... I don't know. It just doesn't fit. It really doesn't fit. Yeah, but I think that's the inevitable tag team title match we're going to get at full gear. And it better freaking bring it, because them and the Revival, back when they were the Revival, have been sniping back at each other going back to like 2015. No, not 15. Uh, 2016, 17, around oh, there. Yeah. But we have that uh, tournament, and I mentioned uh, Penna L0M versus Phoenix is going to be in the first round on one side of the bracket. Kenny Omega versus Joey Janela is the other match on that side of the bracket. On the right side, Colt Cabana takes on Adam Hangman Page and Wardlow versus Jungle Boy. I think the finals are going to end up Kenny versus Hangman, and I think Kenny's going to get the win. Yeah, I really would like to see that one. I agree. Oh, uh, has he's challenged? No. Has he challenged for the AEW title? Oh. At all. Yeah, at all. Because that match with him and Jericho was to be in the spot for it, right? Yep. At double or nothing. Double or nothing, yep. Okay, after that we had a AEW women's title. Hikaru Shida defended against Big Swole. Uh, I thought it was awesome that Swole got this opportunity. Uh, with uh, There was a segment earlier, too, with uh, uh, Dr. Britt Baker and Tony Schiavone. Oh, yeah. 
I think she might be the next in line. She might be the one to dethrone Cheetah. Yeah, yeah, I can definitely see Britt Baker. Because it's always smart money to put tiles on heels and let the baby faces chase. Oh, absolutely. And this, in this case, at full gear, yeah, it's already. I can foresee that one happening. Yeah, and I also miss. Uh, I don't think. It, yeah, um, with full gear, it'll be my first post AEW pay per view show or podcast. Oh. Because so, I wasn't able. Remember, I was gone for All Out. Oh yeah, you're right. I was out out of the state, so, but. Having said that, I miss Thunder Rosa. <laughs> oh. I thought her and Sheeta had an awesome match. That was one of the ones I was looking forward to a Dude, lot. Dude, it was such a good match. Oh my gosh, it was such a good match. And uh, we had our main event, but before that we had a couple vignettes. Uh, looks like Sean Spears, we're going to get him versus Scor- Scorpio Sky in a feud. Uh, I think it's basically just a plot device to get uh, Scorpio Sky some juice. Maybe, like, kind of propel him to another world title shot. Because he had one match against Jericho, and Jericho was champ. And then he had um, the TNT title match against Cody. Yep. So now it'd probably be him and Moxley, or maybe even him and Omega. Depends on how they stretch things out and how this tournament goes. Yeah, I'd like to see that, definitely. But we had Eddie Kingston coming out with Penna and Phoenix to join uh, Jim Ross, Tony Schiavone, and um, Excalibur on commentary. And then that's why, like, in the middle of this match, I was like, is he going to get a shot at Moxley again? <laughs> and it feels like we're headed that way. But AEW World Championship, Gion Moxley defended against a Murderhawk monster, Lance Archer. Your thoughts? I know Frank was really upset because everybody picked Moxley and he was the only one going for Archer. <laughs> oh, man. I know. And Archer's his boy. Um, personally, it kind of, like... I don't know, it was just caught off guard, really. Yeah, it seemed... The match was great. The match was phenomenal. I dug it. I was behind it. Um, that paradigm shift spot through the tables was oh gnarly. Oh my gosh. Yes. Um, I'm I'm past the story now. Like, I, I'm over it. It was kind of like the Brian Cage story. Brian push, Lee. push. Yeah. And, and it just push, push, push. And then... Well, at least this one isn't another WWE guy. Well, Brian Cage was like uh, Impact. Yeah, but still, you know, it's John Moxley. God, ever since I've known the guy, um, watching him uh, come up and from CCW, um, he just he makes guys. He really does, and I think this really truly opened up another door. For Archer, um, I can see really big things for him. I'd love to see, you know, the match between, you know, uh, again, uh, Brody Lee and Archer, or freaking Cage and Archer, or you know, there's or even Hobbs. This this Will Hobbs guy, he's up and coming. Man, what a beast! Um, Archer right now, whether he realizes it or not, he really has now the platform to do whatever he needs to do to get to that next level. Yes, this was a, a setback world championship title. Where do you go from here? Hone it in and focus and don't lose momentum. Keep going. Uh, don't let this be the end for you and get pushed back to the end of the line. If it was me personally, I would sit with Jake and learn from under the tree again. And have Jake, you know, more involved. Jake and J 
Jay can be the mouthpiece for days. That's the cool thing. I mean, he has such a great mouthpiece. Like, you can't go any wrong. Yeah. Um, it's another ex-WWE guy, and he's um, stuck in the UK, but we don't know how long, especially because now uh, some of the UK talent's coming to America. But seeing Moxley versus Pac would be pretty cool, too. Oh, I agree. Yeah. Especially uh, now that they're not what they used to be. It's not Ambrose and Neville. No, I agree. I agree. All right. Well, that wraps up AEW. Uh, happy belated uh, anniversary because the real anniversary was what two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, yeah. Yeah. The, it, this one threw me off a little. I was like, uh, "What happened?" And I actually thought it was last week. So I was like, "Okay." Yeah. There's a lot of like moments and stuff. Like I'm wearing an Orange Cassidy shirt right now because I'm a huge fan. Yeah. But um. There's one moment that will always like haunt me, and it sucks because of coronavirus and COVID and all this other shit. That blood and guts match we were supposed to get between the elite and the inner circle. Yes. That still, I was like, man, if we could have gotten that. Oh, I agree. I sincerely agree. But that wraps up the AEW portion of this podcast. Um, I saw a couple things that really interested me. There was like a photos, so I want to bounce this off of you. Okay. And I, I'm sure you probably heard it because it was um, Bruce Pritchard, a quote from him that we were supposed to get Eddie Guerrero versus Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 22. Um, had Eddie not passed in November 2005. Wow, that would have really. You want to talk about the rub right there? Both men. And this was like peak, like Mr. WrestleMania Shawn Michaels because what he had Jericho. That triple threat with Ben Juan, Triple H, Kurt Angle the year before. Yeah, and then we, the, and as we know, we got Cena and Michaels. I enjoyed the Vince McMahon match, but to get an Eddie Guerrero match over that Vince McMahon thing involving like Spirit Squad and all this other shit. Oh yeah, dude, easily. Um, yeah, uh, it was entertaining though, especially when Vince is like all bloody getting uh, stretchered out and he's like flipping off the still camera. Still flipping off, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, dude, this would have been. This would have been one for the ages. I mean, think about it. Both, both of their mat technicians. Uh, I I keep saying this, but honestly, there is a story to be told in that ring, and both of them, I think, could have elevated themselves to a whole other level. That um, the amount of respect for each other, their 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 upbringings, the the way that they were taught and raised in the ring to respect that ring, especially Eddie with his huge family background. I can't imagine the pressure he would put on himself because he really had a lot of pride in being the champion and it really did get to him. Yeah, I can see him sitting down with Sean and they just hash it out to the point where like Sean would have been overly overly uh, overwhelmed with what ifs but at the end of the day they would have pulled it off that's I think they would have I mean oh my god the possibilities is just endless on that one and to think about that that was going to be what was to be I mean wow wow that's just crazy that's just crazy even thinking about it now yeah, I just wanted to get your thoughts on that. And then also this other one was a little snapshot. So this 
would be a month away from now for uh, Survivor Series, and this is including NXT, like last year's show. So, as it stands, we'd probably get these three triple threat matches and this triple threat tag team match. So I'll start with the tag teams first. We would get a New Day versus Street Profits versus Brizongo match. Ooh. It'd be more like entertaining, I guess. Yeah. They're all basically comedy acts in a way. You know, I, I really can't take Brizongo seriously as the tag team champs. To me, it's just like, it's like, I know they're leaving. You know it. You have to feel it. It's just, they hadn't got, I mean, yeah, the Fandango thing was like a huge thing five years ago. And I think I'm killing Dane and Drake Maverick are going to win those titles. Yeah, easily. This, I'm just, it's just to me, it's just like a send off. It's just, you know, Vince or, you know, Trips' way to say thanks for being in the business and doing what you were asked to do. Here's our gratitude. Here's our way of showing our gratitude, and then we're going to push you away. We're done. Because I don't have anything left to prove. They, they're not going, they're journeymen. They're not going to get the quote-unquote shot. Like or Curtis Axel and Bo Dallas. Easily, easily. What a what a fucking disaster. Sorry for my language, but that really pissed me off with that whole situation. I mean, because you you think about it, those guys could have gone somewhere so many ways, and now look where they're at. They're just uh, uh, another chapter in the history of what ifs, and I think that's what's going to happen to these two. So if anything, it was just a uh, hey. Here's a title. I'm sure you guys really deserve it by now. And then give that back. Yeah. Here's one that'll uh, <laughs> lift up your spirit. <laughs> the mid-card titles. United States champion representing Raw, Bobby Lashley. Versus Intercontinental champion, Sami Zayn. Versus NXT North American champion, Damian Priest. How does that triple threat sound? Oh, wow. Ooh. Priest and Sink. Or Priest and uh, uh, Sami Zayn could bring it, and then Bobby could just do all the power spots. Um, and Bobby Lashley, oh jeez, man, that's like beyond fantasy booking. Um, I like it. I, I say book it, man. Because last year we had what was it? Uh, Roderick Strong for sure. Was it Nakamura? And yep. was it Seth? Trying to remember who's the Intercontinental Champion. No, that was a year before with yeah. Seth and Nakamura. But uh, anyway, the women's match: Oscar, Bailey, Io Shirai. Wow. That has fucking five stars all over it. Oh, easily. Um, wow. And if they did it NXT style, like they did it in NXT, and oh man, there's just so much to say about that. There's just like. I can't wait. Uh, if we do get NXT's involvement with Survivor Series to see a standoff between EO and Asuka. Oh, yeah. That'd be cool, man. That'd be cool. Um, yeah, hopefully. Hopefully they do this right. They, they haven't really... I mean, in the last couple of years with the Survivor Series, this really... They've... They've amazed me. They've really rolled out the red carpet so I'm excited to see I mean look at the roster list on NXT wow and then you got Retribution now in there 
how are they going to toss the two between? But they have to do it now going forward. This draft really set the bar. Why would you draft people that are destroying your fucking show? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna mention that. But I know I said it right when I said it. I was like, yeah, that was really stupid. I was like, Ugh. like chainsawing, like fucking throwing Molotovs and shit. Uh, yeah, yeah. But, uh, All right, but here's one that I'll probably um, get you hyped. The world champion situation for a Survivor Series Raw SmackDown NXT Drew McIntyre versus Universal Champion Roman Reigns versus, depending on his broken jaw, Finn Balor. Ooh. That has main event, close the show, wow. all over it. I mean, without question, with uh, Roman's push with Heyman, uh, wow. Because last year the three uh, world champions didn't mix it up at all because it was like Brock Ray, uh, what was the W or the was it Fiend, Fiend Daniel Bryan, yep. and then um, Pete Dunne and uh, Adam Cole. Yep. Yeah, I mean. And now I don't know if they're gonna try and do that same format where the three world titles are all defended at Survivor Series in separate different occasions. But I this triple threat, I was like, sign me up. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That 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 match alone sells the pay-per-view itself uh wow i mean i hope dude it would be sweet i mean it would definitely climb up there with the top to be remembered in survivor series history yeah and especially because ever since they put the gas behind drew mcintyre did you forget that we got drew versus roman already at wrestlemania yeah that's crazy and then now roman new teeth he's a fucking star only a matter of time before he goes hollywood Right, right, I know. And, and now he's finally a heel in this pandemic era where there's no fans. Ugh. I know, right? I, it's, again, it's just, God, 2020, man. What can you say? Yeah, my other question, too, is, like, um, if the circumstances were still the same and John Cena was in Roman's position, would they pull the trigger on a John Cena heel turn? Like the way they did with Roman and putting up him up with Paul Heyman. I would say you'd have to. You would really have to. There's no other way. John has peaked every mountain he's ever climbed. And now he's just really sincerely at that plateau. When he came out this WrestleMania and did the whole NWO, I, I popped hard. I mean, I hadn't marked out like that in a long time. And true to the fact that I am a huge NWOite, um, been down since day one, but for me to see John Cena don the NWO colors, that was a dream come true. I've always been a John Cena fan, uh, met the man several times, partied with him, I have nothing but respect for John Cena. I do miss him from time to time, and now again I miss him, um, but uh, yeah, there would be no other way to to spin it, you'd have to turn Cena Hill. There's no other way around it. Yeah. But those are just uh, uh, random questions I got. Maybe like next time I might do that format. Stuff that really sticks out to me and I want to bounce off of everybody and what they think. But thank you for hosting again and it's awesome. I just really uh, enjoyed myself and it was pretty cool. But just thanks for always being a guest from my podcast, dude. Uh, as for NXT, which we did watch tonight, I took notes, but there was no sound, so I'll have to rewatch it. 
and I feel like in fairness to Josh, I'll just wait until the next podcast to recap that. <laughs> but hey, we did do like what, back-to-back takeovers? Yeah. No, takeover and SummerSlam, I think. Because mm. takeover 31 and then... Uh, yep. Yeah. But yeah, we'll figure out more shows. Uh, if anything, we got like Hell in a Cell, Halloween Havoc, Full Gear, Survivor Series. So we're going to be busy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's no people do. All right, John. Thank you yeah. so much. Absolutely, brother. All right. See you guys next time.